Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. I think there's a diner. <laughs> <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. This is our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B. And hopefully not for much longer, Randy, Lot B minus. What? Out here in, in sunny and... Uh, Almost opened up to normal again, California. How are you feeling about uh, about opening the state on June fifteenth, dude? I'm just real. I'm thrilled about it. Right I, I, I'm just. I'm just going to tell the whole audience right now. Peel back the curtain. I'm going to let the whole audience know this is officially the first time in a year that Robbie Raz has even inferred that he might actually come out of his garage again. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you'll notice it did not coincide with an invite from you. So, I mean, tomatoes, tomatoes. Don't you hate that? I, I was just right before we went on. I was just telling you that I was that I wanted a, a few minutes uh, to make some gripes. I mean, I'm feeling like I'm in a great mood, but I've got some Start gripes. Over. You know, yeah, yeah. But but you just said something that made me think of a of a gripe uh, that, that that I have, and that's uh, it, that's the people that do say, oh. You, you don't. You didn't need to be invited. You. You're always invited. You yeah, have get a stand. No, I want an actual invite to feel included. Like yeah, so. So if you're one of those people, you can hear my voice and hear this show today. Don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. Don't be like, oh, I, you didn't need to be invited because you're always. We always want an invite. It's a personal thing. Anyways, please. And when people <laughs> say that to you, Randy gives you permission to kick them. Really hard. <laughs> right in the shit. Like, when was the last time you were kicked really hard in the shin? It hurts. Oh, thankfully, it's been a while. I hit my shin on, like, the side of the bed, like the little bed oh. post. And, like, I just feel like I'm going to die when that happens. Totally. Anyway. Totally. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that's uh, the first of Randy's gripes. Uh, apparently, there are many more to come. And we are thrilled about that. On that note, go ahead and hit that share button and let everybody in your uh, feed know exactly what Randy is upset about. Oh, can we do, a, a like, a grind my... You know what really grinds my gears? That's Ooh, a family, sure. family Guy thing. Yeah. When Peter was on the news, everything that grinds his gears. Uh, uh, make a note, Jordan, we're going to need an opening for the Grinds My Gears uh, segment. Grinding uh, those let's... gears! <laughs> yeah, just like that. Um, it's uh, it's National you know Beer Day. You grinds my gears? But Jordan screams in my ears. Oh I, my I pulled the mic away, you know, a quarter inch a on little, that one. Uh, just just I, for you guys. Appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, How's everything going? Uh, and uh, Master Sensei is back, back in the house. He's ah, nice, back. freshly tanned, looking Look. like Hawaiian tropic over here. Look at this. Just soak it in, people. Just soak in. <laughs> it's a little much. Soak in the color. Because, like, Friday, Friday, me and my wife and Jack Hire sat on the beach. 
and kind mm. of a cold day on kind of a cold day. So I wasn't really thinking too much about um, sunscreen, to be honest with you. And we sat there drinking beer, smoking cigars for two hours on Miami Beach. And mm. when I, about three hours later, I was literally on fire. <laughs> My skin was on fire. And, but anyways, I'm, I, I'm glad it worked out because I'm one of those guys, I don't know about you guys, I can burn like crazy. Do, two, two days later, I'm, 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 like a, I'm like a golden croissant. Well, when you're Italian and like Norwegian a, at the same time. I'm like you know? a golden croissant, just perfectly, perfectly tanned. So anyways, it worked out. Thank you. Croissant. Croissant. I think the, uh, the DNA of the Italians and the Norwegians, which I have both of as well, are, uh, are kind of combating each other right. in the, in the, the, the tannedness and of And so one's, it balances out into this perfect crescendo of It, it balances sexiness. out into it, pasty white that gets sunburned is what it balances <laughs> out to. You know, actually, I, I, gotta, I, I have to disagree with you. If you look at a lot of Norwegians, there's a lot of Norwegians with a olive skin mm. and dark hair well there's like a segment of norwegians right. that are like eskimo kind and of that based. that's what i got right I got that and the <laughs> italian skin but boys that's i got what i got i got something <laughs> even better than that today mm. look at this this is the first sighting topo chico <laughs> hard seltzer <laughs> right there it's here it is has in arrived flesh. in the flesh this is not a fake. It's legit. Let's get a first impression review. It's not a fake. Go. I don't really like <laughs> seltzer at all, so it's it's seltzer. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not a seltzer guy. I can't like I'm, I can't compare it to White Claw because I've never had a White Claw. But I can compare it to Topo Chico. Not near. This is like if you put your Topo Chico in your in the bed of your truck, open for three days in the sun. And and that and that's about the level of carbonation in this sucker. What we need, Jordan, is we need like a seltzer. Somebody who's like really, really into seltzer. Seltzer guy. And they could maybe that's and maybe he's maybe also that's a, a Robbie, guy. Like, maybe that's Robbie and Jack, Randy. Jack Hire on the show or something. Yeah. Cause somebody's gonna need to review this that is more into seltzer than I. Right. But anyways. Well, well guys, I think that we have a seltzer guy right there. Yeah. Oh, what? I mean, is I like well, to that's, refer to them I, as I shower preface. beverages. Okay. <laughs> have you had the topo? No, well, I've only not. in the shower. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not. Well, I, I do. Uh, uh, seltzer is my preferred alcoholic beverage for the shower, or whatever that's worth. Okay. You know, I, I was always a uh, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale guy in the shower. Ooh. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, brother. That's, that seems too heavy for me for the shower, but we can get into that. Preparing <laughs> the league today's a special yeah. day. It Rob, is. Take it off. Let them know what we're doing today. It's not just shower beer day or breakfast beer day or uh, Topo Chico beer day. It is national beer day. We want to talk about things that grind my gears. It's national holidays that somebody just decided are national whatever day. Mm. Um, it's, I'm not really a big fan. Just national national Randy day. Like I don't, I don't need that. I do like national beer day. But uh, I thought National Randy Day was every day for you, Rob. It is. It really is. That's that's why I look so happy all the time. Um, <clears throat> but no, we've got it's uh, National Beer Day, so we figured, why force it with uh, a, a different pairing or trying to get weird with something on a wild card? Let's just go with our favorite beer pairings. I know we've done this before. I think this is how we ended. <clears throat> I think we ended season one with our favorite, uh, but that was more of a. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I, no, I'm not drinking Cigar City Maduro, That's uh, Patrick. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I I know we did this kind of, I think we ended season one with our favorite. That was our favorite from season one. I went out of the uh, out of the box with a pairing that I've never had before, but there's a particular reason behind it, uh, and we'll get into that. So we're just going favorite beer pairings. Randy, I think, well, I thought I knew what you were going to pair, but now I see the band on your cigar, and I realize I don't know what you were going to pair. You don't know what I've done. Uh, oh and, but there's this whole reasoning behind what I've done that will lead into the grinding my gears section. Um, but I would oh, like let's to say, skip that for now. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, but I would like to say this is not just one of those hallmark holidays that some random marketing company came up with, like National Cupcake Day or, or any of that nonsense. National Beer Day, ladies and gentlemen is actually celebrated on April 7th each year, marking the day that the Colin Harrison Act was enacted after being signed into law by none other than our President Franklin D. Roosevelt on March 22nd, 1933. That might sound like a very uh, familiar year to you beer fans because 1933 was the year that led to the 18th Amendment being repealed that later December. So National Beer Day was actually a prelude event drawing attention and support again behind alcoholic beverages that ended up becoming all the uh, all the votes and all the effort that they needed to pass to uh, enact the 21st Amendment and repeal the prohibition of alcohol in America. Wow. So you're telling me that National Beer Day has been around since 1933? That is correct. Yeah, since that's uh, legit. It, yeah, so it's it's a real thing. This is not like I said, it's not one of these hallmark holidays. It's not Valentine's Day, whatever that nonsense is. This is the day that reminded people, hey, this December we're gonna we're gonna vote and we're we're gonna bring alcohol back. We're gonna bring beer back. And so uh, so this day is a special day for me. I celebrate it uh, more than I celebrate any other day other than my birthday. And so, uh, so I, I I had to set you straight there, Rob, because I got the sense that you were thinking like, oh, this is one of those, you know, there's those calendars that virtually every day of the year is a national something day. I oh, uh, you know what I do like I like National Donut Day because then I go buy donuts and I never yeah. have. Yeah. But uh, I, you know I'm I'm really glad that I, I set you up for that, Randy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Well done. I, I literally had no intention to, to to do that until you were just like, oh, these stupid national holidays. Like, hold on. Hold now, on. now, if I told you that I had some notes and I was prepared to talk about that myself, would you believe me? No. No. no <laughs> that was the best reaction of all time. I can neither confirm nor deny that I have notes about the National Beer Day, but Randy, thank you so much for that response. That was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Uh, I'm going to jump in and tell everybody in the audience what I am smoking. Um, I'm going with the HVC 500th Anniversary uh, Limited Edition. We've talked about this cigar. Have we featured this cigar during the three seasons? I honestly don't know. We I don't have think we to, have. right? We must have. I don't know. Somebody can do the research on that. It's been three seasons, so you know, there's a lot of pairings in there. But I love this cigar. And the way that I came up with my pairing today, Randy, I opened up my humidor and I looked and the first thing that caught my eye that I wanted to smoke, I just decided that's what I'm, I I wanted to go about a pairing like the way that I think most people go about pairings. They just 
hey, I want to smoke this. What should I drink? So what did I do? I picked up this cigar because I haven't smoked it in a while, and it's fantastic. HVC 500th anniversary. So I went on to the interwebs, went to CigarDojo.com, and I searched for HVC 500th anniversary. And a review popped up, Randy. So I clicked on that link. And yeah, the, a good review, I believe. It was written by Roger Groins, <laughs> Roger Gibbs, so, something like that. Judas, Rodney, maybe? Rodney, Rodney Groggs? Something. Rodney Groggs, that's who it was. Uh, that's it must have been it. That must yeah, have been Rodney it. I spent time thinking on that and then forgot what name I was going to use. Uh, and so I'm reading through, and if you've read reviews on CigarDojo.com, you know that at the bottom we give a little section where we, we say, like, <clears throat> um, you know, different things about the cigar. And at one point, we have uh, suggested pairings. And the pairing that uh, Rodney Groggs suggested with this 500th uh, anniversary from HBC was a thing, was a robust porter. So I am going with the Sierra Nevada porter. Um, and I'm testing out Rodney Groggs' uh, pairing abilities oh. as, as we work our way through the show. I don't assume that one beer is going to get me through. So I do have a backup. Uh, Randy, this would be uh, from Fieldwork Brewing. It's a brewery that I work with in uh, Berkeley, California. <clears throat> and this is a stout called Stickless. It is classified as a plain old stout. Just a stout. I love it. Robbie, I, I, love the, I love the branding on that Those, can. Yeah, clean. It's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, that's clean. super That's super cool. Now, a little... Uh, Graphic there for yeah. you. I Just, love it. I like that. I, I, like I that. did check, guys, and I don't think we've ever featured a HVC. No, a San Isidro, I think, was the only one we've yep. ever done. Yep. But we haven't done the, the 500 anniversary. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm, we're breaking new ground here. That's uh, that's my pairing. I'm curious to see what, how Rodney Groggs uh, came up with this idea and if it, uh, if it worked out at all. But we'll uh, from, uh, I'll let you from know. What I, from what I've heard, the guy's kind of a genius. Uh, I... <laughs> Stop that. Uh, okay, well, so for myself, yeah. Uh, as I said, what I chose is going to go uh, in line a little bit with uh, one of my gripes that I have. I want to talk a little bit about how, uh, yeah. how we approach beer, how, 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 the, how the beer industry is developing today. Um, and uh, so we'll get into that later. But for my pairing, I went ahead and went with. Uh, one of my absolutely favorite cigars. This is the Herrera Esteli Brazilian from Drew Estate. Um, this is the Lonsdale format. I absolutely love this Vitola. Uh, I am pairing that with a Imperial smoked and porter with coffee. You guys are both going porters, huh? Yeah, we Stunning. didn't discuss this, uh, but in, in all fairness, his is five point what four. And mine is ten point five. Oh dang! So they're that uh, double. That Very different. That Herrera Esteli Brazil. Randy. Oh, sorry. Go on. Five six. Five six. It's five six. Yeah, you're selling short. Do you really know my that off the top of your head? Yes, yes. That's a, it's Sierra Nevada Porter. How would I not? You need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to claim what I claim if I didn't know what Sierra Nevada's <laughs> core beer ABV lineup was. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how about how about the boys? You guys drinking beer back there, or is it all Topo Seltzer? No, we're not drinking Topo Seltzer. Jordan, what do you got? Show them what I, you got. I, I base mine off of the beer. I usually start with the cigar, but this time, you know, it's National Beer Day. 
And this is about my this is one of my top favorite beers, the brewery white chocolate. This is oh, based huh? on the white oak, their uh, wheat wine, but it's uh, barrel aged with uh, white chocolate and whatever vanilla or something. I don't know. Fourteen percenter. So this thing was this is, this is a challenging one to uh, pair with, and I kind of went with a contrasting. You know, you'd think that that would be that's more of a blonde type of beer, but it's pretty strong. So I went. I'm going with a broadleaf actually. HBC Robbie. Wow. Uh, oh. HBC's Broadleaf, this used to be a limited edition, but I think in the last 2019 they made it a regular production. And I'm hoping to get maybe some some juicy, uh, you know, stone fruit kind of flavor notes, uh, flavor hook combined between the two. Beautiful. Well thought out. I appreciate oh. that. By the way, guys, uh, since both Robbie and, and Jordan are doing HBC, I think we would be... You know, remiss. we would be, we'd be remiss not to mention that uh, Rainier just had a baby boy. What? What? Luciano Lorenzo today. We did it. Oh, wow. So congratulations, congratulations to Rainier. Congrats. You know what's crazy? Get this, you guys. I spent uh, Friday night with Rainier and Terrence Riley at uh, the Rainier Lorenzo compound, his sister sister's house and the grandma and the mom was there which is the grandma now to luciano and or well no that would be the like the great aunt i suppose anyways uh had a great time and so like we were like hey monday monday we're gonna go out and have uh coffee and uh breakfast at macondo and uh rainier's like yeah i'll be there i'll be there and we're like aren't you having like a baby on monday <laughs> and he was like yeah but that's that's later in the day i'll be there i'll be there so uh Rainier is a he's he's a great guy. He showed up to Macondo on he Monday, did show up, huh? even though they were going in uh, later that day to get the process started on the baby. But the baby <laughs> just came today, so congratulations Congrats. to Rainier, Luciano. Wow, if, the if, process started on Monday and the baby came today. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was. I, I believe it <laughs> a lot was of work. I believe it was a C section, but they do like prep work and all that. Oh, uh, sort of I see. So still, so congratulations uh, to, to those guys. That's super cool. Anyways, if you want to see pictures. You can see pictures of baby uh, Luciano on Facebook on Luciano. Rainier's profile. So super that cool. sounds like a cigar blender of the future. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. Cigar blender name. All right. I am going with. First off, I'm going with. It's so good right now. This taser right now is so Ooh. freaking good. Like this is amazing. Uh, this is the protocol taser, the cigar dojo protocol release that we did last week. Um, and right now it's just hitting the spot. This has this cigar has just enough strength to cut through almost anything you want. And my pairing, because it's National Beer Day, is nothing else than Pabst Blue Ribbon, baby. Nice. There it is. Pabst there Blue is. Ribbon. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Pabst Blue Ribbon, this is your the best beer pairing to me, guys, is it's just like he's he's just a passenger on the trip. Christy it's like boy. it's like inviting your 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 friend to go fishing because he has a hot girlfriend, and the hot girlfriend happens to be bourbon. So like, <laughs> the, so you cheated the theme. The the PBR, the bourbon, and the cigar. It's a perfect combination of everything you want. You got the palate cleanser right here. You've got the sugary syrupy sweetness right here to match, boys, with the cigar that has a nice kick of. Lijero nicotine strength in there. Ah, I, I'm already excited about this pairing. Three part pairing. Ray, raise your hand if you're surprised that Eric <laughs> strayed from the thing. Shut up, Robbie. <laughs> 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 
I'm just I'm just glad you're here. You're almost as red as those uh, lobster uh, those lobster claws you were clipping on the other day. Oh, oh uh, he's a wild hunter. I don't yeah. you, I don't know if you know that, but but when you hunt for things that are already caught, that apparently makes you a wild hunter. Exactly. Wait, did you dive into the ocean and pull those out with your bare hands? Hey, that's my story. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so cool. So we've got uh, all very different pairings. Uh, Randy and I were a little bit on the same page, but your beer is much more aggressive than mine. Um, that, Randy, which one is that? Is it the is it the broadleaf? That you're smoking Brazilian. We haven't. We didn't pair that one. We paired the we paired the broadleaf during the show. Uh, I think we did do this one at one point. Uh, it's it's as I said, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, and as anyone, yeah, as anyone that follows our show knows, I cheat at anything that I get a chance to cheat at. And if I can get my favorite uh, cigars and favorite beers on, what what are you looking at me like that for? It's just a weird thing to say. Oh, I cheated everything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's. That's why you beat me by three strokes. I don't know how to cheat at golf. If I knew how to cheat at golf, I would cheat at golf. I beat you straight up at golf. <laughs> it took you eight strokes. You wrote down six. That's how you cheat golf. <laughs> oh, okay. You, got or you, you don't like where it's at. It's too close to the cart path. You pick it up and you toss it to your left. That's how, or right, depending on where you are. Anyway, that's, doesn't, that's so doesn't fair. I speaking like of, it. Speaking of golf, uh, Randy, and I know that's something that you are uh, obsessed with at the moment. Um, I started watching the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Have you watched that? No, it's it's pretty good. I got through the first half. It's it's all about the rise of Tiger. I think the second half. I, I was about to say how, how much of it is about golf and how much it is of it is about his extracurriculars, if you will. Well, the the, <laughs> hey, well, the bulk of it the bulk of it's actually about his father, really. At the beginning, uh, but uh, yeah. it's uh, it's an interesting story. Anyway, I digress. Um, you picked a cigar and a beer that has something to do with things that you want to complain about today. That and that's what we're going to get into. I kind of, I didn't realize that, and maybe I did like on a subconscious level know that this was going to happen, but I actually picked a pairing based on something that I have a lot of gripes about. Really? You. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that, just that was savvy. That was just savvy. Kidding. I got to give just you that. So, uh, so Randy, had so, National Beer Day is a real thing. I actually was prepared to talk about that, by the way. Um, but I, I threw it out there. I was kind of, you know, when you kind of, when you fake like you're going left, but you're really going right. So you let you know? me walk all over your lines without telling me to shut up? Well, it, you had the answer, so I just let you go. You know, <clears throat> we would have talked about this off air. It's kind of like at the end of, of Days of Thunder where like he feigns like he's going to go high and he goes low or maybe vice versa and gets around the, the guy and wins the race. Never mind. Um, anyway. Robbie's analogies. That's not really an analogy. It's just faking. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so tell us, Randy, let's talk a little bit about, I know you're, you're just ready to talk about beer in general and National Beer Day and beer yeah. stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Why, uh, why don't you go? Okay. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it, it was just something that I was thinking about as I was uh, preparing, you know, obviously when we decided that, um, and and I got to give a big shout out to my Castle Crew brother, Bill Powers, Mr. Bill CD. He was actually the one a couple of weeks ago that tipped me off. He was like, hey, you know, uh, your show falls on National Beer Day in a few weeks. So he he actually picked up on it before even I did. But well, that's, uh, that's great. Bill's, Bill's a great dude. But where was oh. Bill when he, our show was falling on St. Patrick's Day? Where was he with that one? 
Oh, he called that out too. Oh, and you I, just dropped the ball. Got it. Okay. All right, we'll just move on from there. Uh, the uh, I I I pitched I pitched Candelas and car bombs, and nobody was very responsive that week. Uh, so anyhow, the um, yeah, you know, so obviously when we decided favorite uh, beer pairings, obviously anyone that's watched the show, anyone that knows me knows my first instinct was Cigar City Maduro with the Pedro 1926 Maduro. Uh, it's transcendent. It's just it's. It's that for me. It might be it, the perfect pairing. It might be the perfect pairing. It literally might be. Uh, but it, it, it occurred to me I really wanted to talk about the diversity of beer. And I love you guys. I really do. Because look at the diversity of beer chosen by this panel for today's show. I'm from PBR all the way to uh, a 10.5% Imperial smoked porter with coffee. And a, a little bit of smattering of everything in between. Um I think that's I think that's a really um, not very common these days. You know, uh, breweries, it's a business, right? Like what we do in the beer industry, you know, Rob, it, it's a it's a labor of love, love people get into to creating a brewery because they're very passionate about beer. And so many of us can tell stories about that, that fad or, or that uh, you know period of time when they were super into uh dark german lagers or hefeweizens or belgian sours or or whatever the the style grouping might be and when i started drinking craft beer it wasn't even called craft beer we mostly drank imports to be perfectly honest because there wasn't a great craft american market micro and then there was micro brews, which covered all the brew pubs around, and and you know the early days of Sierra Nevada and uh, Boston beer with Sam Adams, and uh, and and what we did, like you said, you know, because of prohibition, again, you know, kind of going back to you know today is a celebration of of a prelude event to the repeal of prohibition. This great country of ours lost so much beer culture and history over just a, a, a small 13-year prohibitionary period. You know, in the grand scheme of our history as a nation, 13 years is really quite a small amount of time. And yet it, it wreaked such damage on, on ripping a culture of, of agriculture, of fermentation, of artisan creation and art uh, away from, from, uh, from our culture and our society. And so... As we got back into more full flavored beers, then, then obviously the industrial age came, and and that's when you saw the rise of of the buds and the Millers and the Coors, and and then the light beers uh, of our, of our youth, you know, trying to fight for you know uh, lower calories or less filling or you know whatever marketing spin they wanted to put on these light versions of these beers, and so the whole country just went to this very industrial lager uh, phase. And when we started kind of merging back to full flavored beers, what we started drinking mostly was the imports, you know, leaning on these cultures that had never lost uh, their way, such as Germany and England and Belgium, where those beers never stopped evolving and stopped pushing the, the limits of innovation. And so as the craft movement really started again here in America, um, really Kind of in the 90s, it almost aligns with the big boom of uh, of the cigar uh, age, which actually it makes a ton of sense. We, we a whole another conversation we can have about a uh, great article that that uh, Jordan just put out last week and uh, conversation about how how we started shifting as a as a society to appreciate 
higher quality, finer things and slow down and, and relax and enjoy um, this beautiful life that we have in front of us. Um, all that being said, so so we were drinking, you know, box and sours and it, milds and porters and and this huge range of of malty beers to hoppy beers to yeast influenced beers, and then came the IPA. Uh, you know, the IPA had never gone away; it always existed in England. It was called the India Pale Ale as as the English, as they were colonizing India, had to prepare a higher ABV and higher hopped ale that would have the shelf stability in their massive barrels on the on the decks of their ships to to make the long trip around the Horn of Africa as they head over to colonize India. And so uh, so 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 that being said, you know, just it, it just it it really grinds my gears that that, that we're we're now to a point where you know we used to be able to go to the craft beer section and see this wide range of styles and now it's just IPA after IPA after IPA after IPA you got the lager section you've got the industrial lager section and then you're done and now it's and that, and now seltzers coming and taking some of that space from us because even the retailers are seeing why would I give so much of my shelf space just to one style I could really carry just one shelf of IPAs and be covered. If that's all my customers are looking for is IPAs, then great. IPAs, bam, the craft drinker, check. I got them covered. Now I can bring in seltzers. Now I can bring in kombucha. Now I can bring in uh, all these other CBD water, anything else. And so we've really created an unhealthy space in, in beer that we've become so homogenized with, you know, allowing IPA to become such a dominant style that it's actually leaving the shelf space at retailers open to be, you know, uh, scrutinized and thought, well, why wouldn't I give some of this shelf space to more innovative beverages? If all craft beer drinkers want to drink as IPAs, I don't need to drink. I don't need to carry 45 of them to keep them happy. If they come in, they're looking for an IPA. I've got eight of them and they should find something that they like. And so, uh, so anyhow, that, that's my gripe. And that's why I wanted to go with, with, with something, you know, I mean, who's, who's ever dr even heard of an Imperial coffee infused smoked Porter, um, by the way, goes great with cigars. You know, those multi flavors go great with cigars, go great with other foods. Uh, Belgian beers, uh, Hefeweizens go great with cheeses. And there's this huge gamut of styles. And so anyone watching that loves beer, I challenge you. I get it. We all love IPA. I drink more IPA than most humans. Uh, but I challenge everybody, you know. Next time you're you're at a great uh, location like a Total Wine or, or where, wherever you go that has a good selection, think about changing it up a little bit. Go buy a, a different uh, beer, not just IPA. Um, so that's that's my gripe. That's that's Randy. That's I I I get what you're saying, right? And I yeah. lo I loved your rant. It was great. So, but I would just say this in response: you can't manufacture the the interest it just has to sure. run it, it has to run its course right like right now like it's it is the thing and like seltzer is the thing i don't like seltzer i love ipas i'm a hazy juicy ipa freak i'll drink any of that you're part of the problem i know maybe so <laughs> that's good maybe so right but it's it's good right i like it so like i can't i can't just i can't manufacture myself i just can't say hey eric 
uh, today, you know what, from now on, i got to try uh, different kinds of beers. It has to run its course in the market, don't you think? Like, like ultimately, yeah. ultimately, some other thing will come along that will replace it. Because there's been, I mean, think about this, like all the stouts for a while. Like, it was just all... Stouts. That was only like two years ago. It was just like two years ago, and like everything was like stouts. It was like Oscar Blues, Ten Fifty. Like that was everything that anybody drank on the dojo. Everybody drank stouts. It has to run its course naturally, right, Randy? And something, something somewhere down the line has to take its place, sort of naturally. No, I I hear you. You're you're not wrong. I I, I hope uh, honestly, I hope that it's secular and that uh, we we do. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, forecast a a IPA f- um, fatigue mm-hmm. that, will, oh, right. that, that yeah yeah that people will uh, okay I've had kind of enough of this now, I would like to get a an amber ale again. When was the last time you saw an amber ale? You know, every brewery used to make an amber ale. You don't even see them anymore. Right. Uh, but uh, but but it's it's it. You're not wrong. It's just one of those things. Like I said, it's just a kind of a personal gripe that right. uh, I, 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 it concerns me because I, I think more and more breweries will struggle to differentiate themselves from their competitors and differentiate themselves from retailers to be able to have access to those same shelf spots um, as other beverages of innovation. I mean, I hate the idea, like in Las Vegas right now, there is a Safeway doing a test set that they removed 80% of the craft beer and gave it to Seltzer. And, 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 and this is a massive chain that's going to, they're going to study those numbers and they're going to see if that is a more profitable and more margin driven model to run. And if they prove that it is, we're going to see a lot of beers that we used to love just not, available anymore not because the breweries don't not still making it not because they're doing poorly but because the retailers are are gonna diversify their shelves more and so it's you're right you know when it comes to preference and when it comes to your palate um you, you know i'm not gonna say anything to change anyone's mind nor would i even want to to be honest but it's just one of those things that it's just like I, I wish everybody understood that this is not a healthy place for our industry to be um, because we're also IPA, you know, um, heavy these days. But uh, but but I'm just as much of uh, the problem. I drink 18 IPAs <laughs> for every multi beer I drink. I, I, it's uh, so I hear you. You're but not wrong. You're, you're also right, too, Randy. And I I'm not uh, disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it has to be one of those things that you can't. You can't force. It's like you know, like the, the it's like the, the 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 women's basketball league, like you know, really complaining that they don't make the money and like please watch. Yeah, people will either watch it or they won't watch it. And if they don't watch it, then it's not. It's just not, not going to get. Money. It's not making money. So like eventually something will take the place of these IPAs. Maybe it's seltzer for a while, which would be a drag. I agree, Randy. That would be a drag. But what are you gonna do? Like that's just the way it is, right? Yeah, no. I, I, if if we just stay with that for one more second, though, I I would I would uh, offer the the other side of that coin, though, to say this: that I genuinely believe that a lot of people, you know, that watch this show, hopefully our audience can can back me up and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But but I like to think the idea of people following along on our show, drinking beers that they wouldn't typically have picked otherwise, 
they have an aha moment where they really enjoy it. Yeah. Now, then this is by no means to to disrespect uh, women's basketball because I think that's great, but. You know, I think you have a less chance of a big NBA fan watching women's basketball be like, damn, these girls are D'ing up like I wouldn't have, uh, have thought, like have an aha moment. Like this is point. better basketball. Like uh, I, I don't know that they have that opportunity where I think that multi beers kind of still do have that opportunity where people that revisit them uh, go back and go. Damn, why don't I drink more of these brownies? This is really, really freaking good with this so, cigar. So, you know? so Randy and Robbie, I'm gonna ask this to Robbie, um, guys. Uh, Robbie, is there a beer that you could imagine being sort of like the next big thing? Or, or second part question, part of this question, is there a beer that already exists that you kind of wish, like, you know what, this beer doesn't get the respect it deserves, Robbie? In your experience as a beer guy, that I that I know you are, are there any is, is anything fall into that category? Like, gee, there's there's this other beer that it seems like it got overlooked, or is there a beer that you say, you know what, this could be the next, you know, IPA trend? Well, the the next big thing, and Randy, let me know if I'm missing any, uh, was uh, was black IPAs. You and, son of a gun. <laughs> and then uh, and then it was brute IPAs, which I really liked. Brute IPAs. I hate I, those things. I like. Yeah, I, I was never on board. <laughs> I, you know, I had. I think the first one I had was fantastic, and then there were a few, and then I think Sierra Nevada came out with one, or one of the bigger companies came out with one right at the time as it was dying. So, Brute IPAs had their fifteen minutes, um, and then it seemed like sour was the next was the next big thing, and that's still. I mean, sour still move. We and I. I Randy and I see beer, the beer industry. He's got much more experience than I do, but every brewery that I've worked with has been relatively small compared to the the breweries that Randy has worked with. You were on a distributor side, so you were always working with bigger breweries, the Sierra Nevadas, the Sam Adams, the, that type, Boston beer, I should say, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, I've always been in uh, in, in smaller breweries uh, and field work for a, a local brewery isn't small, but we're not going through distributors and you don't find us at Safeway, um, <clears throat> nine times out of 10, if you're going to find our beer, you're buying it at one of our tap rooms. And that's what our model is. Um, so my retort to Randy's question or Randy's statement about, you know, you're not gonna be able to find these beers at total wine or somebody said total wine or Safeway. Uh, my response is go to your local brewery and buy it straight from them. Uh, and you can do that at, at 21st amendment as well. They've, you guys have some great stuff on tap that you can only get on tap. Sure. At at your uh your two two different locations mm. and some cool funky stuff that you're you know kettle sours different things you're trying some fun stuff with that's why I like to go to breweries yep. and and you can try different things that maybe they make a small they have maybe they have a a ten barrel system that they try cool stuff with yep. and that's where you get to get a glimpse Eric to kind of get into your question a bit as to what might be the next big thing right. Um, and fruited IPAs were in there for a while too. Um, it's you know, the IPA is the sixty ring gauge cigar. It's here to stay, baby, and it's not going anywhere. And everybody who complained about oh all these sixty ring gauges, I don't want to smoke that. You don't have to smoke it, but you could also see that the industry, at least I think it has in the last couple of years, has come back more towards smaller ring gauges. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something new to, I don't want to say replace IPA, because I don't feel like that's, it's not coming anytime soon. 
Yeah. And when you're you're looking at the numbers, it's I mean, hazy IPA is king of kings. And, you know, beer people complain about it. it seems like everybody complains about it. But if you get somebody to a, a tap room or a, a brewery, they get the, the hoppy flight. You know, they want to taste the, the hazy IPAs. What's the newest one? Whatever. Um, personally, when I go to a brewery and, and Randy, we've done this together. We go to a brewery that we've never been to before. And it's like, what's what's your what's the lightest beer that you have? What's your lager? What's your like, I want to try your different stuff. Crispy boy. And, and per- yeah. And personally, for me, over the last, I'd say last year, I've been drinking so much more Belgian beer than I used to. And I just found that I there's I can drink there's a Belgian beer for almost any occasion. And I also feel and I'm getting maybe a little off topic, uh, <clears throat> but beer is and beer styles are kind of seasonal. You know, I mean, nobody's really drinking heavy barrel aged stuff right now. I mean, maybe it's still it's still early spring. But once you get into summer, like dark beers, for the most part. People don't want too much of that because it's 95 degrees outside. And I want – that's when I think that a good West Coast pale ale, that's the style of yeah, beer. Like, that's the one that every time we make one at, uh, at our brewery, we make a West Coast pale. And I think – and I even said this. I was like, man, you know, like I wish people – I wish people bought this style more because these beers are so fantastic. It's – you get almost everything that you get out of an IPA flavor-wise for 2 or 3% less alcohol. But I think the beer consumer looks at the ABV the same, maybe not the same way, but it, akin to the way some cigar smokers look at the ring gauge. If I can spend 10 bucks and get a 60 ring gauge cigar, why would I spend nine and get a 40 ring gauge cigar? If I can spend seven bucks and get 8% ABV, why would I spend six and get five? You know what I mean? Is there is is that does that ring true to you at all, Randy, or am I crazy? No, no. I, every, everything you said was true. Um, uh, the question was, what's the next? Uh, oh, you know, yep. Coming you style. Yeah, yeah. The answer is uh, Hoppy Pilsner. See how quick and easy that was, Rob. It's, Just say Hoppy Pilsner. <laughs> it's, it hasn't that been the answer for like four years now, though? <clears throat> it's coming. It's coming. I, I'm betting on it. But but as, as as you talk through all this, you know, we, we rant and we rave. You know, I just can't help but think about how great it is to take time every week to do this show and go on this audience with you guys and our audience, uh, which actually reminds me. Randy! We wouldn't be able to keep the Odyssey going without the unparalleled support of our sponsors. How else would we be able to dive so deep into sensory perception that we contemplate the mouthfeel or viscosity of a beverage or a cigar? How else would we sit and ponder the details of Robbie's analogies to see if they're ever going to line up with the topic at all? None of it would be possible without Drew Estate. We're both proud and honored to have our selection for Cigar Dojo Brand of the Year, Drew Estate, as a partner on this odyssey. Drew Estate has 99 problems, but the H99 ain't one. You have heard whispers and even seen glimpses of this rare and amazing Liga Pravada brand. Well, now, H99 as well as Herrera Esteli swag kits are available at every Drew Estate virtual event. 
Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash events to find out when and where the next event is and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of the pound for pound top level Drew Estate retailers in all of this great land of ours is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. The one, the only, Abe DeBabna and Smoke In. You will never have a bad experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff with over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com today. Fantastic. Wow. Yes. Aggressive, assertive, not mm. over the top. Mm. I'm you gonna... almost got... You almost got into the Micro Machines guy. Do you remember the Micro Machines guy? <laughs> you almost got there, which was nice. Give me some nostalgia. Great, yeah. great, yes. great job. Yes. I'm well going to give this one a nine. This is the second best read of all time. I think that had a lot of good mouth feel. Yeah, yeah baby. That had, that had ear feel to me. Yeah. That's Ooh, nice. Nice. That's what I was trying to go for. And uh, No, and I appreciate the conversation. I think it's uh, – I think it's fun to get, to get into and, and talk about. I don't actually know if the audience cares about uh, these conversations that we have, but I really enjoy, uh, you know, with you guys chatting about the industry and about uh, about kind of these trends. You know, I brew IPA coming up. I saw a couple of uh, of of comments down there from the people that you know caught a uh, caught a either the head or the tailwind of of that very short flash in the pan, um, that pan, uh, not panned. Not, not Pam, uh, but uh, Pam? Um, are you saying Pam? Pam? <laughs> Hello, uh, Miss Lady. Couldn't help myself on that one. But uh, but anyhow, uh, I, I've gone I've gone way too long on on my my whole beer rant topic. So uh, I hope everybody um, was able to at least put up with it, and uh, maybe it makes you think about uh, uh, pushing the boundaries to what you're comfortable uh, checking out or. Or it doesn't. Hey, uh, hey, Robbie, uh, okay. Robbie, um, on our trip in Miami. Yes. So we were we were down there in Miami with with Randy and Jordan and I was Kevin and Barb and Chad, and it was great. And so we we got into this, and Jack was there too. We got into this interesting sort of rut. Not a rut, I wouldn't say, because it was awesome. You're welcome. But we would just <laughs> here's what we would do, Robbie. We would just throw out a beer brand to. To Randy, we would just say like, "Okay, Avery," and like Randy would just go on this like fifteen minute dissertation <laughs> on on Avery and like you know like the guy that owns it and his and his like you know his whole story and how it came to be and where they're going and where they've been and then we would say like Sierra Nevada and then like like Randy would just. He would like just change gears instantly, and he was just like, "Oh, Sierra Nevada." And he was just, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> it was incredible. Like I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't believe that we could just throw out any beer brand. Like we should have a show one, a wild card episode sometime where we just don't tell Randy what we're gonna say, and we just throw he out. Gets a, five, he gets like five minutes. He gets That's five it. minutes. We just throw out a beer brand, and Timer. he just does like a this crazy dissertation on. How they came to be, where they're at right now, where they're going in the future. It, Robbie, it was literally, it was engaging. We none of us could say a word. I mean, because Randy was talking so much, but also, <laughs> but also 
because it was so good. Like R- Randy, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of making fun of you, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, al- I'm also <laughs> admitting how amazing it was that you were able to just, you know, like spew all that information out just on a, the drop of a hat. It was incredible. It was. Well, he'll talk about beer the way that you, I would imagine, would talk about hockey. Right. Exactly. Or, or maybe or, NASCAR. Or, or, or yeah, or, 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 yeah, 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 one of those. Anything that you're passionate about, and, and right, Randy's so. been Randy's been lucky enough to be uh, to work in an industry uh, for 20 years that he's been passionate about, and um, I've always respected the hell out of you for that because uh, that's this is not uh, and you I mean you got into this industry when it was a tough industry to get into man. Yep. yep. And I, I, you started with uh, and this isn't a stroke Randy segment. I just I mean there's a reason that he knows this stuff. The trick is you have to find a brewery that was never in Randy's portfolio. <laughs> right. in his portfolio then it's like oh well you know like Deschutes yeah he can tell you about Deschutes but find some other like a, a tiny little brewery in I don't know uh, uh, some I don't know anywhere it, it, it's, it's if it wasn't in the portfolio yeah he'll fake his way through it Robbie it's it's that. tough to find any topic forget about beer doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter the topic. In fact, one night we got onto the topic of mezcal, right? Mezcal. <laughs> and he, he studied it. For no, an no. Hour, right? Wait. All of a sudden, Randy did not know mezcal. He was completely in the dark about mezcal. And so instantly, Randy's on his phone. He's quiet for two hours, doesn't say anything for the rest of the night. We go to bed, sleep it off. Everybody wakes up the next morning. All of a sudden, Randy is a mezcal expert. He knows everything with. <laughs> He knows everything. We're like, Randy, did you sleep last night? He's like, no, like I was up all night long studying the Yeah, it's, 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 he's a bizarre human. But you know, it's funny. I I felt bad for Jack because um, that that that's that that actually happened, right? Like I literally knew nothing of mezcal. I knew that it had some relation to tequila, but I didn't know what that relation was. And uh, and the next day, I I can now talk. Um, at great length about mezcal and and jack's sitting there going well wait a minute what happened last night you didn't know anything about mezcal are you saying you just read some stuff and now you know it and i, I looked at him i was like well that's how it works. yeah yeah that's jack. pretty much the way it works that's, <laughs> how, doctors, that's how doctors happen and he, he seemed i felt bad though it was just like it was like the kid just found out that that your parents are the ones that leave the the presents under the <laughs> yeah. tree. Now and there is no Santa Claus. He's like, you don't just know this intrinsically through osmosis. I have to stand up for Jack a little bit here because you're right. Yeah, yes, that's how you do it. But like, you're able to somehow digest everything in whatever you read and just and like fully know the the subject. Like, I can read. Ten articles and just be like, "Eh, Mezcal's pretty cool." <laughs> so, so you've seen you've seen Goodwill Hunting, right? <laughs> when when he's he's sitting with his girlfriend at the cafe and she's like working on like organic chemistry or something, and uh, he and the way he explains it, he says, "You know, like like Mozart, Beethoven, when they when they looked at the piano, they just got it. I look at a piano, I see a, a box of wood and pedals and keys, but when I look at this stuff, I just get it." And I think that that's when it comes to the bulk of consumable liquid. I think that Randy just kind of gets it. Uh, that, that, that's that, that's, that's not taking anything away from you. I think you have like no. this extra sense that most of us don't have where you can you can look at it and absorb it in a way that 
Like I would absorb uh, baseball statistics. Sure, so, so absolutely. Just, everybody has their thing, and I think this is absolutely. this is your thing. No, no, I, th- I think you, you, you use the right word. It's passion. Um, I do have a lot of experience in the beverage industry, and so there's so many parallels. It, it is really easy to attach. You know, I, I've I've been a home distiller. Seen, seen I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand how this stuff works. I've been down to tequila in Mexico, and so when I read about the different uh, oven types and 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 roasting methods of the pinas for mezcal. It, there's parallels that already had a base knowledge that I could just kind of glom onto. Um, and you're, you're right. You know, I've, I've watched a ton of, I've, I've read baseball books. I've watched baseball documentaries and I get around you, Miguel and Hector and Coop and Aaron. And I'm just like, God, how do you guys even remember all these names? You nerds. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it's, so it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Rand, Randy, can, yeah. Randy, can I give you just a little advice just from an old guy, 55 year old guy? Sometimes, dude, you just got to be like, I, I don't know, and I don't care. Just, you know, just, <laughs> just I don't know, and I don't care. And, you know, just one out of every ten times. Just one out of every ten. And I'll be happy with that. I think I'm there's plenty of things you could approach Randy about on that, uh, and he will give you that answer. <laughs> Myself, I would uh, do the same. Uh, one thing I do want to say, we'd be remiss. We talk about our, uh, our, our show sponsor, Drew Estate. If we didn't mention a happy birthday to brand manager on fan yeah happy uh, birthday it is on's birthday yeah happy birthday on um i've known i've known on for a long time we go way way back in the uh like like cigar federation days way back in the day um and it's it's been fun uh, and exciting i remember um <clears throat> when he was actually applying for his job at uh, at your estate and he was kind of calling he, he messaged me he was kind of peppering me with questions and like things that he should I don't know, things that he should ask or things that he should, you know, whatever, uh, just asking for a little bit of advice. I was working with Mombacho at the time, so maybe it seemed like I knew something that he didn't know, which isn't the case, but uh, never was. But uh, he, uh, I, I've always liked Dan. He's a good dude. And um, he looks like he's become hell of a cook, if you follow him on yeah. Facebook. And yeah. his, oh, his dog is adorable, and I can't think of his dog's name. But uh, anyway, happy birthday to On. Um, uh, great dude. And there was one other thing I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. So Un- unlike unlike Terrence, On can take pictures of food that looks appetizing. Oh, so oh. There, there's that. Well, not many yeah. guys can take as bad of a photo of food as Terrence. That's is. true. That's no, true. As no, an no art. Terrence, Terrence, Terrence has made an art form of focusing on the wrong thing. This <laughs> like if it's if he's he's holding up a cigar and there's a, a, a whiskey and like a sunset and he it's focused on like a street sign off to the left. It's like he's <laughs> that. like, oh, there's so many beautiful things, but why am I looking to the stop sign? So, yeah, I'm just giving him a hard time. He's a good dude. He would have been a fun guy to have on for National Beer Day. He likes, uh, he does like his beer. So, um, do we want to jump in and talk about? I mean, obviously, I think we're all going to give. Uh, well, maybe we, maybe not, because we we all went a little bit outside of the box. Uh, Jordan more so than than anybody. Uh, Randy, you went with an aggressive beer, so I'm curious. I'll just say that mine's a thumbs up on both. Um, uh, Rodney Groggs was, uh, he really knew it was what he was talking about when he said to go with a robust porter. Uh, it was perfect. It didn't uh, cover up any of the beautiful flavor of the cigar. There's a bit of a roasted nut character, roasted coffee character in both, more, more roasted coffee in both than roasted nuts. Uh, but the roasted nut flavor just kind of goes really well with all that. Um, <clears throat> a bit of earthiness, but not over the top. This cigar is brilliant. This is, I don't Randy, I don't know what you rated this. 96 seems right to me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's where you were at. Every time I've, I've smoked a handful of these, 
Um, and I, I also looking, I think that these are now more readily available than they used to be, which is great. Just a fantastic, fantastic blend from HBC, the 500th anniversary. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just so, so get much good. better than that. And uh, I switched over to the uh, the shtickless plain old stout, and I'm getting a lot of that same kind of roasted coffee character through both. Um, if you can find something that's got, and I think I've said this pretty much forever, you find something that's got a coffee character, a beverage that's got a coffee character, it's going to pair really well with cigars. Um, so very enthusiastic uh, thumbs up. When, next time I see uh, Rodney Groggs, I will uh, give him a <laughs> playful pat on the ass and tell him that uh, that he did a really good job. Uh, Randy, how was how did your pairing work out for you? I mean, smoked. What was it? Smoked. It's an imperial porter. coffee infused smoked porter at ten and a half percent. I love the original version of this beer. Um, so there's a you know an eight percent version that goes. That's just smoked porter, right? It also has coffee. It's just not imperialized. Um, imperial just means a stronger version, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm surprised because this cigar is so, you know, it's it's got that Montefina wrapper. It's got the broadleaf binder. It's clearly got some Lajero and and so some strong flavored, you know, some Esteli, some serious spice on the inside. I think it's being run over. It's 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 being muted. This the the uh, I, I missed on, on the uh, on the intensity. Uh, the the beer was a little too strong, but thankfully, uh, spending as much time around Eric as I have, I I had some Michter's Rye <laughs> right next to me, and so I've been able to switch over to that and, and continue to enjoy this exceptional cigar. Now, what's the cigar well. again? Can you remi- remind me? It, it is the Herrera Esteli ah, Brazilian. Gotcha. Now, uh, Robbie, Robbie, and Randy, I want to ask both of you guys because I mean, me and Jordan are are not the experts in flavor pairings like you two are. That's why you guys are the hosts and me and Jordan sit around and make smart ass remarks. But as <laughs> I think what people would want to know is uh, what I would want to know watching the show. When you approach a beer pairing with a cigar, any cigar, let's just take the gamut. You've got the Conne- you know, you got Connecticut's, uh, mild Connecticut's, a uh, little stronger Connecticut's, you got Habanos, you know, all the way up to you know, really powerful Maduros, Connecticut broadleafs, and all that kind of stuff. Typically speaking, what sort of advice would you give a guy like me when approaching a pairing with beer? Like, it, it, it specifically starting with beer. Specifically, beer. Like, where do what what are the sort of the things that I should be looking for when I, like, obviously I I sort of picked a silly, you know, pairing with my Pat's Paps, <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, this is just a this is just a passenger. You know, along with my bourbon for my cigar, which is really good. I'd give this a thumbs up, but not necessarily because of the beer. So I'm asking you guys, guide me a little bit on where I should be, you know, pointing my efforts when I do want to uh, drink beer and cigars. Well, uh, Rob, Ra- 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 yeah, you want to go? You want to go first? You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to throw this out there because I think I have a the most simplistic way to give just a really, really easy loose guidance. And you can, uh, you can comment on if you think that, uh, I oversimplified or not, but I would say the first place I'd start every time is color. If Mm. the color of your beer matches the color of your cigar, you're probably in the ballpark. Okay. Wow. I like that. That is is super simple. Um, and I, you're not wrong. Um, I, I'd probably go a couple steps further than that, but, uh, uh, 
Eric, with the, you, you called the beer the passenger. Now you got me thinking about Iggy Pop. Um, the the thing for me that I think is most important, I think the most important in any pairing really is intensity. I, I, I find intensity to be more important than like a flavor hook. I mean, obviously they kind of go hand in hand and you want to, ultimately you want to have both. But, and it probably starts, well, maybe it's a little too simplistic to say it starts with color because you think a darker cigar is much stronger than, uh, than a lighter cigar. It's not always true. Um, but it's probably stronger in flavor. So maybe it is true in, in this particular uh, instance. But I, to me, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking intensity of flavor. So right. if you're going with, uh, with a porter or, you know, a, a brown ale or a, a stout, which is probably where you should start anyway, um, then you probably want to go with something. You don't want to go with a cigar that's too light. So Randy, you are on point when you talk about the color. Uh, but I would just think like if, if you're going with a beer that's, uh, you know, a, a, a stout that's in like six or 7%, you have a pretty good idea of, of where you're at intensity wise, as far as the flavor is concerned. So look for a cigar that is going to fit in that same realm. And maybe it's easier for us to say that. And it's funny, you know what I've noticed, uh, Eric, you asked this question over the last, I want to say six months. I've gotten so many direct messages that I've, from, from folks who watch the show and some that I'm friends with on Facebook and some that I'm not, but I am now. Uh, and they've just reached out to me and be like, Hey, I've got this, um, man, there was one guy fairly recently and I can't, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. And I imagine he's probably watching the show. Uh, he had a, a real special bottle of whiskey. This was a, it was a Laphroaig 25 year. And he was asking me, what should I pair with this? And I was like, Oh crap. Like that's, I mean, we're talking five, six, seven hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, and this guy's asking me for this is real advice. I can't screw this up. <laughs> and I, I honestly don't remember the answer that I gave him, but uh, it was I, I he had he ended up messaging me back. He's like, yeah, it was a good pairing. It was his buddy's birthday or something. It was a celebration, which is why they were drinking this really nice bottle of whiskey, and they had a great time. And it was it's just really cool to get that that interaction direct from uh, from folks who are, are who watch the show and listen to the show. So it's it's um, Randy. There's there is there, there's a great responsibility that mm-hmm. I think we have. Uh, I don't want to quote too much Spider-Man, but um, <laughs> there uh, there is a little bit of, of responsibility that we have here, and I like to think that we've got enough experience under our belt to not lead people astray. Um, but that's you know without waxing too poetic, to go to to when you start talking about pairing with beer, I'd say start with dark beer, brown ales, porters, uh, stouts. Um, and you know, it's funny, Randy, when, when you were talking about your beer, we talk about IPA being the toughest thing to pair with. I think barrel aged beers might be the toughest thing to yeah. pair with because it's really, it's really, really hard to talk about intensity of flavor and like mouthfeel and viscosity. I mean, these things are like freaking motor oil and they will run over anything, anything else. So that might be the toughest way to go. Uh, yeah. so maybe steer clear of, of West coast IPAs for the most part. Um, although I looked back and we did a West Coast IPA pairing with the um, with the the Firethorn from Southern Draw. Oh, yeah, yep, liked. yep. Actually, no, that was yeah, it was Sierra Nevada Torpedo. It was a West Coast IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both had a thumbs up. So um, it's you know I think just intensity is the most important thing. I, I'm kind of getting circular here, but um, intensity for me is probably the most important. And I think if you take the the idea of try to match the color of 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 what you're drinking and smoking, and then take it another step further and do a little bit of research on the intensity of both. Mm-hmm. 
and you'll be in a pretty good place. Randy, yep. Randy, is it is it wrong to compare uh, ABV and the alcohol level with the Lajero, the strength of the cigar? Are those two at all comparable in your mind? Uh, I mean, ABV is going to... It is similar to cigars in that, like, you know, we talk about, well, it's not just simply that it's a Maduro wrapper that makes it taste like that. They blend to the wrapper. I would say the same thing is true in beer recipes and ABV. Like, we, we, we develop a recipe to to accommodate the ABV. And so, uh, so no, I, I, I think... I think you're probably on point. I think any anything uh, that's of a higher ABV is is you develop a recipe to be able to stand up with with that alcohol because if you don't, you're just getting hot. You're just getting that that sweet ethanol uh, burn, and so so you have to add some other ingredients to be able to 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 make that a more pleasant experience. And so so yeah, I I, I would say that uh, a stronger ABV and a stronger Lajero driven uh, blend is kind of comparable to each other and, and would fit with each other as you go up the rungs. All right, so, so, so Robbie... Without getting into too much detail, I think I would agree with you, Randy. I think we, we could dissect that to a point that wouldn't be sure, interesting. Sure. Right. <laughs> that's, that's like a general rule of thumb, sure. Right, right. Well, exactly. I, I don't yeah. think I got Randy's thumb. Was, was, yeah, I was just going to say, was that a thumbs up or thumbs down from you, Randy? Go, Rob, gonna, Robbie's I, thumbs up. Yeah, I'm going to... Thank you for reminding me. I am going to have to go thumbs down as uh, as my my over the top flavorful beer muted some of my favorite wonderful flavors from this cigar, uh, so that's a thumbs down for me. Jordan, what so, did you what did you think, Jordan, of your combination? Because that, that's an interesting one. That ah, that man. white chocolate is a very very strong flavored beer. Yes. So like, the, okay. So this uh, the, I love the style. I love barley wines, and then I think wheat wines for me are kind of like. The you know they're compar- comparable to the the weeder style of bourbons like a, a a Weller compared to a regular bourbon would be the wheat wine compared to a barley wine, and and for that reason I like I, I like the wheat wine style. It's got a lot of body, but it's got this smooth character to go along with it, and that's why this beer is one of my faves. Um, I was kind of just taking a stab in the dark with the uh, HBC. But I also, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know if this is going to go along perfectly. So I brought along a Liga Pravada T52 as a backup. And the oh. HVC didn't do it. It couldn't, it, for whatever reason, I, in my mind, I was thinking it could, it could get bring that uh, you know, raisiny kind of uh, fruit note to go along with the beer. And it didn't do it. It was, it was all mineral. Um, I, I, now I I gotta admit I had the robusto and I like the toro a lot more, uh, but I had to toss the HVC, light up the T52. The T52 is a thumbs up. The HVC is a thumbs down. Wow, interesting. I would yeah, say, that's yeah, that's, that's an aggressive beer that you're going with. That's that there's no. it's 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 barrel aged, right? I mean that's so it's a I big th- beer to begin with. I think it? it's barrel aged. I can't I can't confirm that, but it's got. Uh, it's aged with cacao nibs, which Randy invented, um, <laughs> and vanilla, which gives it that white chocolate component. But it's got, it still has the the barley wine, you know, raisiny quality, which the T52 has. Which yeah, the T52 sure. is kind of. I always compare the T52 to like um, one of those lollipops that has the chocolate center. You know, uh, I can't 
Tootsie Pop. Pop. Tootsie Pop, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right when you're getting to the chocolate, you, you still have the candy coating, but you're about to get to the chocolate. That's a yeah. C52, and that's what goes with this beer perfectly. Mm. Shout, out, shout out to Patrick Larkin. I still have some of those uh, Tootsie Pops. They're, they're, in, they're in the... Uh, they're in the they're cupboard in there, and I, I grab one every now and again. Um, I wanted to do this earlier. Randy, you look really weird on the screen right now. I wanted to do this earlier. <laughs> JPEG um, compression. And, and That's I, J- JPEG oh. compression, Randy. <laughs> and I uh, and and I, I didn't get a chance to get it in because we were jumping around on topics. But we've got a, a few minutes left. So the the live audience, I'll throw this question out to you. I mean, we talked about what style we think is the next big thing for beer or whatever. What are some of the styles that you enjoy that aren't IPA? Like, what are some of the things that you find yourself drinking and would recommend? Like, Randy, you're saying, like, open up your, for folks to open up their, their, uh, their, I don't know, broaden their horizons a bit mm-hmm. on beer. So what are some of the things that you guys are drinking in the next few minutes? And Jordan, if you could pop some of those up on the screen, that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> Kolsch, yeah. I, Kolsch is a, I mean, we start talking about lagers again and the crisper, cleaner beers, uh, much more difficult to make. Um, you know, really, for the most part, if you're drinking it in America, it's a coastal style. But uh, anyway, what coastal ales, Randy? What's a coastal? Ale? That's not a thing, Mike. Please. <laughs> yeah, so, Mike, let's be a little more specific. That's not a that. thing. <laughs> That's not a style. Put your phone down. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know what that was. And Belgians, I mean, Belgian is such a it's such a wide swath of, of we're painting with a really broad brush when we talk about Belgians. Um, I mean, you go from a like a like a Belgian blonde to a Belgian double. That's very very different. Right, right. But uh, yeah, barley wine could be one of those styles that that kind of comes back. But again, barley wine to me always feels kind of seasonal. That that's more of a fall into winter, um, winter into spring. I'm not really thinking about barley wines all that much, you know. But maybe that's just me. Um, anyway, Randy, we've got, we don't have everything set for next week, but we've got, we're going into the spicy realm or do we have the pairing pick for next week? I know we don't have the pairing pick. It's all moving. my fault. Everybody blame me. I will do a live right before the Friday night smoke night live and we'll roll out the four pairings for spicy. Rob did his part. We did our meeting. We came up with all the options. I just had to like do some fine tuning uh, that Rob left up to me, and I failed to get it done in time. I'll blame my hobbies, my child, and learning the guitar. I have a new, I have a new. Uh, I'm You're already learning. blaming Andre for stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, but you should, you should get ready on the guitar because I mean that kid is going to be a freaking musician. Oh yeah, wait, wait till, you, wait till you see what he can do on the piano. You bought him. Uh, but uh, but but Craig, I promise you, we're gonna get you guys what you need for cigars, uh, ASAP. I'll let you guys know before Friday. Before Friday, we will roll out what the pairings for spicy are. We, Rob and I are both really excited. This is kind of one of the you know easy. It's funny because the the pairings that you, we find to be easy end up being tough because there's so many good options that and we don't want to mail it in. Down. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We try really hard to put these. Well, one thing together. I will say, one thing, Randy. Randy, can I give him a tiny peek behind the curtain? Like we got a couple. There was a couple things that we're gonna do. We haven't really solidified this yet, um, but since it is National Beer Day, I will remind everybody that saison is a beer style. Yeah, uh, and, and it, is quite spicy. <laughs> and um, and the other two words I will leave you with. On this are jalapeno margarita. Hello. Hello. 
<laughs> so what's uh, what's going on on uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday, boys? All right. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Rainier had a little baby boy named uh, Luciano, and so on Friday we will have uh, Luciano Morales. Doing first interview already. Yes, you're doing and an interview with an infant. No, no. Eight hours old. He's Luciano Morales from Ace Prime, and as you guys know, like Ace oh, Prime. Oh. That is a company that's hooked up with Crown Heads. They've been uh, creating some of their cigars for them, and there's like a distribution agreement with uh, Crown Heads. So we'll be talking to Luciano about what uh, makes Ace Prime Ace Prime. If you guys remember, uh, Randy and Robbie interviewed. <clears throat> they interviewed uh, Tiago Splitter and uh, what was it, Dominique Wilkins? Is that right? Yes. You guys uh, interviewed those guys at uh, PCA a couple years ago. So I'll be picking up the torch from you guys. And uh, interviewing uh, Luciano on Friday to find out everything and all things about Ace Prime Cigars. Fantastic. Yeah, Randy, that was that time that I forgot Dominique Wilkins' name. A Hall of Famer, right in and, front of and I had And I walked over, and I, like, I had to come up, this is Facebook Live, I had to come up with an excuse <laughs> to walk over to Randy. And, and I whispered in his ears, like, what is his name? And you gave me nothing. And luckily, he's looking at me right in the face. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't say his name right now, bro. I'm looking and at him. And I had to check my phone. And everybody's watching me. I'm like trying to like subterfuge because I was starstruck, man. And plus, the guy's twice my size. Like, what? Like, you're like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's uh, it was uh, a little bit awkward, but I think I pulled it off. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I got to say real quick, though, uh, uh, Robin and I were also uh, guest hosts on, uh, or not guest hosts, we were guests on a show with uh, with Miguel. Uh, Shodell and Luciano, great guy, Br yep. brilliant person. The the Pachardo uh, factory that, uh, the, that those cigars are coming from, uh, same factory that some of the new uh, Crown Heads, the the Mil Diaz for one, is coming out of. They're making Slow. exceptional cigars. I think it, that that's kind of a unique and interesting brand to follow because they came out with this big marketing facade that we would normally kind of like roll our eyes at and be like, okay, yeah, but where are you getting your cigars made? Some, you know, dude named Jose in his living room or whatever. But, but, <laughs> but, but the, the, the factory is making exceptional cigars. I definitely am going to have my finger on the pulse of everything coming out from Ace Prime coming up. Yeah. And yeah. also uh, real quick, uh, Robbie, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Saturday, um, the Fuente people are having a 24 hour, uh, they're they, they're trying to break the record for a uh, a podcast. It's like oh, a twenty six hour, I believe. Set last year. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's like it's like a twenty four hour podcast, and uh, Jordan and I will be taking over uh, part of that podcast. That'll be Saturday at six p.m. Eastern, four p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Jordan and I will be doing an hour of that. So uh, tune into that. Like it's it's twenty four hours long. It's gonna set. Uh, it's gonna be like a like a Guinness Book of World Records sort of thing. So we'll be doing that for a uh, an hour on Saturday. If you guys are uh, around, please join us Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Beautiful, beautiful. I, what I was gonna say uh, about Ace Prime is when, like, Randy, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Where it's like you come out and you've got these you know basketball stars, and it's it, it feels thin on the surface as you look at it, and it's like okay. Well, who's making the cigars? Like you said, but it's like no, we we're we're making them, and and we've been making cigars for people for a long time, and it's it's almost akin to what um, Placencia was doing. They were making mm, cigars sure. with so many people, and then they come out with their own brand. Uh, I, maybe on a smaller scale, I I, I don't want to judge the two, and I'm not really comparing them. It's just kind of a similar uh, similar concept. 
But yeah. when you when you you get a year removed from that, and they're making cigars for companies like Crown Heads, who have who are very well established in this industry, it, it does make you sit up and take notice. And uh, the Pachardo line, I've smoked uh, a handful of the different offerings. I want to say there's a Familiar Reserve. Uh, was I smoked? I just that's the most recent one. It might be the Family Reserve, Familiar Reserve, one of those two. Very very good cigar. Uh, and the the Mil Diaz, fantastic. That was right. in the top ten right. for Dojo. Uh, I think the Juarez comes out of there. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah, re- really really cool company that you might not know anything about. So definitely check those guys out on Friday. Uh, Randy apparently is doing a live. I will believe it when I see it, just like you guys. Um, but uh, just you know, go get a saison and some uh, get some jalapenos for your uh, for your margarita. Uh, those two things are definitely happening. Happening, Randy. Doing a live, eh, it's 50-50. Um, we'll let you know the pairings. It's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one way or another, we'll let you guys know. Um, this was a blast. I had a great time. Uh, it's beer and cigars, man. This is what this is our wheelhouse, Randy. This is what started this whole thing. So it's fun to uh, – and we've done beer pairings since season one. But it, it's kind of fun to really just focus and, uh, and celebrate beer a little bit, even though Randy complained most of the time. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> Just, just a total blast. Plus, I got to smoke this phenomenal cigar. I can't get enough of these. I'm telling you, if you haven't smoked HBC 500th anniversary, you, I mean, I don't think HBC's been around for 500 years, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some, something has, and they celebrated it with this cigar, and it's Havana fantastic. Havana City has. Havana City. I knew that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, he also had notes for that, Jordan. You I, I, did. I, I, I didn't have notes for that one. I, I had notes for uh, I was just kind of vamping, if you will. Uh, but I, I did have notes for the uh, for National Beer Day. It was it was it was all calculated, Randy, and I took the risk that maybe you wouldn't bite, and you did. But it worked out well. Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. This was a blast. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, we will see you next week. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as Odyssey continues. Happy birthday, on.